How's it going, Connectors? Welcome to another fresh episode of Staying Connected, where we seek stories that connect us with one another. There's just too much emphasis that, you know, we just realize that we're just one big community. Uh, we seek to learn life lessons, experiences, setbacks, vulnerabilities through one another. And we're here to share open and honest conversations with you. How's it going, guys? I'm Kenny. And I'm Scott. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So for today's episode, as you can tell, um, we have a new setting temporarily. And we also have a fresh new face with us. How's it going, Andrew? Andrew in the house, everyone. Salutations, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, Andrew's a good friend. Um, one of the best people that we know. Uh, a man with many talents. A man with many different hobbies and interests. Jabs and what I noticed with the other Asian guys that you know from the Philippines, 
others, they'll take it. They'll laugh along with it. Interesting. Like some, oh man, can you see bro? Or like, you know, you you, you got chopsticks in your backpack or what? Like, and I remember when that someone told me that, you know, I stood my ground, like, you know, I was ready to scrap with them. Did you ever kind of fight? fight? No, I just like, I gave them like a stern talking, like, yo, bro, would you say that? You know, that, then they're kind of shocked too. I better not you know, say anything like that to this guy. I feel like a lot of times when people do that, they're trying to see again, like, how, how far can I push yeah, this? They're trying to test down. you. And then if they, if they see that you back down, like, okay, I see uh, what this person is made of. I'm going to keep pushing, pushing, and become bullying. And for me, growing up, when I moved from Vietnam to California, I had the same thing where I couldn't speak English and uh, all these kids who were Asian ironically enough were making fun of me were bullying me of course they didn't do anything physical but uh, I knew that uh, they're, they're trying to test and see if I can I push this um, kid that doesn't want to speak English around you know okay, what can I do to this kid because he can't he can't say nothing to tell the teacher like hey he's bullying me you know I just had to fight like that's the only thing I knew I knew how to fight I couldn't speak English so from then, they just kind of let me alone, which kind of sucked because yeah. you, know, you want to make friends and you don't really care about pretty much. You know? yeah. And yeah. even the special ed kids, they kind of left me alone. So. Ooh, I, was, I was isolated, but the, one, the only thing I had was my arm. Yeah. You know? so I think uh, looking back now, it, it definitely taught me a lesson. Like, you know, yeah, you're going to get kicked down. Yeah, you're going to get isolated, but you know, there's one thing you don't give up, and that's your arm. Exactly. Hold that thought real quick. Is it pretty weird? I can open a window, so. Okay. No, it's still recording. Okay, good. So it's okay if it goes through that. Yeah. So it's still recording, which is good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, one thing when you were talking about um, uh, people making fun of minorities, especially Asians, is nowadays, I'm not sure you guys follow these um, Asian social media platforms, they talk about how Asians are like the model minority, right? Even though we're doing very well for ourselves, you know, all the racist attacks, all the stereotypes, they're very down today. And they're not being uh, put on big media. And you can see that especially in San Francisco, where you see all these Asians getting attacked from other minorities. It's a baby thing nowadays. And there, there's really no big media to pick it up because, you know, African Americans, mm -hmm. they're 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 in a spotlight, for sure. yeah. which is not which doesn't say that that's um, we shouldn't just shift the limelight. Right. When everybody gets attacked, everyone gets um, no one's really free until everyone's free. But I just want to hear what you guys are talking about that about us being the model minority, us always having to work and put our head down. That's what we've been taught. I think for me, I mean. You know, Hawaii, geographically, you know, we're in such a unique setting where, like, compared to the mainland, it's a lot worse. We're in a bubble, for sure. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, the Asian community here is quite large. So, we feel like it's kind of like the normal, you know, everybody's kind of like the majority here. Versus the mainland, where you see constantly on the news um, about all of these attacks happening. It's just, you know, very disturbing and 
whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, yeah, it's interesting to kind of see how this Asian um, you know, whole situation is coming about. So, yeah. I concur with that too, man. Like, Hawaii is just a different place, you know? Like, even with Asians, like, a majority, you know, they're like, just slackers in general too, you know, and you got the select few that actually want to achieve for scholastic achievement or whatever, but it's just, it kind of takes me off with this whole Asian anti-Semitism going on with our elders are being attacked. <laughs> like, what's going on with that? Like, picking on old people, you know? And I think what's stemming now is just, uh, a reconstitution of who we are. And I don't know if you've seen uh, that post, but you know, a lot of Asian celebrities too, or athletes like Jeremy Lin or China Mao, yeah. speaking highly upon this, mm -hmm. like, you know. And I don't know, just gotta see how the world plays out in a way. Yeah, and I think, you know, social media does play kind of sort of that movement, especially with all of these celebrities, one of names, kind of speaking on this situation it's like you know, one, one of the things I see is um, I'm seeing responses from different sides because when there was Black Lives Matter movement mm -hmm. going on, everyone from the Asian community supported it. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, and of course they should because you know they've been through a lot, but that doesn't mean like as Jeremy Min but said, you know, just because we're considered model minorities doesn't mean we don't go through struggles. That doesn't mean we don't get stereotyped, because we do. And we, we uh, empathize with um, you know, black Americans, because we know what it's like. You know? uh, US history shows us, like, yes, they've been through slavery, but um, people forget about the internment camps that happened when, um, when Pearl Harbor was attacked, when they gathered all the Japanese Americans, and they put them in internment camps. People forget about that, and that was only what 60, yeah. 70 years ago, not that, not too far ago. Yeah. Um, and people forget that some of the Asian Americans they um, they fought in the war, especially in World War II, Korean War, and all that. But they don't get the recognition they deserve, especially uh, Asian American veterans yeah. until later, later on. Yeah, and then they're still not getting the recognition yeah. because. When you are in the military and you're fighting for a cause, you know, there really is no color, you're fighting for your country. And I see the frustrations of you know, our Asian community. Like, now that it's our turn getting attacked, where, where's all the uh, celebrities supporting that cause? You know, yeah. where, where's everyone being so outspoken when we, in fact, did the same for them? And I don't, I don't want to make this into like an like a internal fight. I'm just pointing out that I see I see the complaints from one side to the another. You know, like hey, we did this for you guys, why can't you do this for us? You know, yeah. we're we're supposed to be brothers fighting for each other. We're minorities. We shouldn't be fighting each other. Exactly. And spoken man, man. Like I don't know. It's like we have these little like social media outlets that's you know kind of sharing these stories and what happened. What, like a couple days ago, like the big thing on the news now, Lady Gaga's, you know, dog walker got shot, and now that's blowing up. Yeah. yeah. It's like 
things that don't matter are trendy. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in the spotlight, you know. Basically, yeah. Yeah, like I shared in my story of that one guy who um, the same as George Floyd, like they put um, it, the cop put his knee on the guy's head and he was like, oh, I can't breathe, I don't want to die. And then he ended up dying. Of course, the, of course, the oh, outrage about that. It's literally the same thing. But, you know, it just, I don't want to always blame it on media, but that's just a narrative, you know. It's yeah. not going to get the clicks, it's not going to get the views. And that's really disappointing because every life should matter. That's why 
change and you know, rights are different and you need to speak up about these things because imagine you know if someone says something really racist and all you know is you know what i'm just gonna put my hand down at work and that's how they're gonna treat every single asian yeah. moving forward and I, I luckily there has been a shift from what yeah. i see so we this generation has gotten a lot more into activism mm-hmm. speaking up yes. i see that a lot too yes yes but we shouldn't forget you also need to work hard. You can't forget your values. Yeah. So you have a combination of both. But I'm glad more and more Asians are being shown that okay, we need to speak up. We do have a voice. Exactly. Yes. Whoever's listening, stand up, man. Don't back down. If someone's messing with you. Say something. That's tough to do because <laughs> you know we people are afraid of being their butt, but it's hard. <laughs>
till housing prices drop. But in Hawaii's market, it's hard to determine that. Yeah, it's, you know, I thought housing prices was high in 2017, and it just got even higher than that. Mm -hmm. So I think the main thing is for you to be uh, financially stable, that whatever property you buy right now, you're able to pay for it. You know? And to think your options out, like if if things weren't to go your way or shit gets the fan, would can you be able to rent it out? Basically, don't go into foreclosure and ruin your credit and financial history, right? So that's my advice. I'd say if you can buy, buy. But think don't of rush it. Into don't it. rush into it. Just think of your backup plans and yeah. What's your strategy? Because I know a lot of people, they buy these properties and they just rent it out and they get a residual income monthly. Mm -hmm. I know some people, they buy and they, they fix it up and they flip it. There's a lot of strategies, but what's yours? My strategy right now is to yeah, pick up some properties and rent it out. Mm -hmm. Like you said, residual income. It's like, would you rather have your money just sitting in the bank and collecting, what, 10 cents a month or whatever? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather buy a property and, you know, you average out, like, what you're going to rent it for and your mortgage and who knows, maybe you could profit at least $100 or $200 or $500. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's nice. And, you know, that's the mindset of investors. Even though you're not having that money in your pocket, you have your money in different assets that's bringing you back the money. Um, it, it, it's really tough for, especially um, people our age, you know, the, the millennials, because after schooling, we're just in a huge amount of yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think for, for a lot of us, it's just tough. But let's say someone is in a lot of debt. Um, is there a way for them to get started, or should we yeah. consider something else? You gotta set your priorities straight. Mm -hmm. You got debt. Get rid of it. Do a genuine start. And then you move on to other investing or financial type of uh, strategies. But I mean, there's always a way. In this world, there's always a way to get what you want. Like you mentioned, uh, school debt. Hey, military pays <laughs> for you. So, <laughs> so let's, okay, let's say. Well, that's 
honestly like what I really wanted to do after high school and why I went to college. I wanted to be a high school guidance counselor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even 
it was a safe environment for me to fail. You know, that I failed a lot, but after all that, I was able to um, learn to speak up. I, I know we talk about agents not speaking up. That's exactly the course they taught me to. You know, I might not be the best person to say this, but I am going to say it. Yeah. And over time, and especially with this podcast, I've told Kenny about this so many times. It's doing this podcast has allowed me to become a better communicator, especially with listening, asking questions, you know, making sure my flow or my cadence is right. So that, that's what I mean about this. Oh, man, I, I can tell you what in this class, man. That's crazy. That's good. Yeah. Social media being an aspect 
that our office to share our message, um, it's become some like some sort of power that allows us to you know grow together. So uh, you know, last night I went back home to my hometown. I actually caught up with my English teacher. We still have that good connection, and um, to this day, uh, you know, we always talk about like different papers that I wrote and just. A lot of the topics that she covered that I still use today, and you know, for me to work in media now um, and hating English writing and all of that stuff growing up, it, I, you know, I just I told her I had to laugh because I never thought I would be in this industry doing what I hated the most, <laughs> turning out to be something I really love because it's allowing me to tell stories, allowing me to just share the perspectives of the community and, you know, try to find ways to help in some way um, sharing the message. And yeah, it's a great connection that I definitely want to keep having and also, you know, expand whenever we build our school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rita, I can get her on the podcast. Yes, she would be amazing. Um, she's a great, yeah, talker. She's, she's also like a white player as well. So <laughs> that's one thing I regretted about high school is I had the option to take a really, really tough teacher for English. Uh, she had this reputation of like assigning very difficult assignments and she had a standard that, you know, if you didn't meet the standard, let's say grammar and such, she would make you write it again. And I was you know, fearful, like, you know, I don't want to fail. Easier route where we had a teacher that basically gave you an A in whatever you did, and that kind of that definitely crippled me um, moving on forward because I didn't know how to write good essays, I don't I didn't know good grammar, good syntax, I didn't know good flow, how to structure a paragraph together, how to write a persuasive essay. So just hearing you, um, you know, talk about that, it just makes me regret not making those tougher decisions, especially early in high school. So I think for me, high school wasn't that great. College wasn't that great, I went yeah. slowly figuring it out now. Yeah. I do have to say, when I was registering for all of my classes in college, public speaking had to be the one that I was most, most fearful about. I was very hesitant to like check that box, because I knew like, you know, public speaking for me, I was never into that. I like to approach people and all that, but at the same time, I do get fearful of speaking. Yeah. Um, I overthink stuff, and you know, after taking a, taking two classes of that, I definitely would take more. And you know, yeah. this podcast has kind of allowed me to listen better, um, speak better, and also communicate more effectively. Yeah. Which leads me into a question of for Andrew of like uh, this class app. How do you connect with someone? Let's say someone that you never met before. Because I know um, we talked about this with um, with Steph mm-hmm. last time. Yeah. Um, that she's very introverted, and if she's with a group of people that, that she doesn't know, and she's just gonna just stay quiet and just select one person to connect with, and then she's gonna find out what do they like. Let's say for example, she finds out that. Yeah, they like food, she's just gonna pinpoint on that and find a connection between 
just the, the situation just has to be right. And for me, I don't personally go out of my way to get to know someone that I just met, you know? Like, for example, uh, my friend recommended me his barber. So I started going to his barber shop. Through that situation and that like uh, kind of environment, you know, started talking. Now we're friends, and we go fishing together. Mm-hmm. Now, since you know, so I don't know. It, and I think like through this whole pandemic and quarantine, I feel like my social skills have diminished tremendously. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. I don't know how to talk to people. You know, I caught myself one time. I was like at a restaurant, and the lady brought you know, I was like. Oh, enjoy your meal. Uh, oh, thank you, you too. Oh my god. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I think that's one of my goals though. This, well, I said this during quarantine. That's one of my goals is to be more sociable, be more out there. And I think that when I used to work in customer service, that helped a lot. But, you know, I was forced to do that, right? I was forced to be in those situations to be, you know, communicate with the customers and try to build a relationship that way. And after that, you know, working um, X amount of years in retail, I, I seem to have lost it in a way. So, so what, do you, what do you struggle with? Like just finding, a, like finding similarities, just making the, uh, making the first contact? Yeah, the first contact. Yeah. The initial contact to be like, um, like I don't even know what to say to someone. You know, like oh, how's the weather today? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, before you know, we would always hang out in our groups, and then we would just introduce mutual friends and all that. So it was kind of easy to slide in, but now it's like, uh, yeah. Prejudice. One thing that uh, I've noticed about myself, uh, what I when because when I met my Make it 
point to like introduce and find, make the connection already. That way you don't, you don't need to make the, the initial contract and you know, the other person doesn't need to go through that awkward phase. Yeah. No, I, I know that does get, that, that does suck. Yeah. When uh, someone does reach out, especially if you're an introvert. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Eventually we'll be going to these events. Hopefully soon. But <laughs> so yeah, what do you guys think about tier three? So 
I don't know about music festivals, you know, like, I want to go to these raves, <laughs> outdoors. Some questions. Um, I need to use my laptop for this. Alright, and uh, these are questions. Um, Kenny, you can add on and you can ask any other question, and, but I got this from a document that I sent to you. Okay. Alright. What? This is a question that has stumped a lot of our guests, but we're over, I'm always curious about you know, what they're what is something you believe in that many other people don't? I'm stumped already. No? <laughs> Can you give an answer for this? What did it say? What is something you believe in that many other people don't? And I, and I, I, can, I can give you an answer. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, one of my answers to that is that you know, hard work doesn't mean you'll be successful. And I know that goes a lot of against uh, what uh, our parents have, have taught us. Or like, oh, you just put your head down, you just grind all day, just work, 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 then you'll be successful. But that's not the case. Um, work is definitely something you need to have to be successful, but it doesn't guarantee success. Because if you don't have the right strategy, you don't have the right timing, you don't have the right people around you, you're not going to be successful. You know, if you work 20, 30 years uh, as a dishwasher, and not saying anything bad about that, but you know, your ceiling can only be so high. But let's say you're, um, you're a dishwasher and you're using that money to fund uh, your investments or using that money to pay for school so you can get a higher and higher job. Now the strategy makes sense, now the direction makes sense. Yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's an example. Yeah, one. Okay. <laughs> I would say uh, something that I believe in that a lot of people don't necessarily believe. I feel like um, I, I think working in media, there's a lot of backlash on media. I feel like we are kind of you know like the messengers that you know are able to share as much as we can um but then again you know there's different flaws to it but for like media is definitely helping um more than it's hurting yeah so it's kind of paving the way although there are its flaws i think a lot of you're right in that like a lot of people focus so much on negative things that they forget that you know media is necessary you know to promote uh, so, um, activist things or promote human rights and that can be how I am. And then they're slowly starting to pick up um, you know, Asian being attacked and sometimes you know, we focus so much on the negative that we forget that you know, there are some positives as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think mine is pretty generic but uh, that College is not the, you know, the path to success in a way. Like, college is not the only option for success. 
tradesmanship or entrepreneurship, you know, there's different avenues uh, people can take to be successful in their life. And I think people have to ask themselves, how do you measure success, right? Like, is it through how much money you got? Or is it the quality of life you're living, right? So I think it stems from that point, is how do you measure success? And if that success means you gotta go to college, then that's awesome, you know, pursue it. But don't let, I think, institutions or schools should like jam it down kids throats that you gotta go to college in order to be successful because i don't think that's true i think there's a lot of different paths out there for everyone and i think for a lot of people that's all they know mm -hmm. you know if the only thing you know is college and that's the only thing that's got you this far why are you going to tell other people yeah. all right um what beliefs behaviors or habits have you picked up that's affected your life positively? It could be from like this year or from like five years ago. And you need to, I can start again. <laughs> um, I think I mentioned this a lot, but I'll try to mention something different. And uh, it's definitely a, a habit of mine to uh, do a lot of reflecting. And you know, Kenny has talked a lot about doing a lot of reflecting with his journal. That's why I try to do it every morning before I wake up or um, before I sleep. You know, like I think about all the things that I've done, all the things that I've read, all the podcasts that I've listened to, and I try to extract the most important thing out of them. So yesterday, uh, I was listening to a podcast in which um, the person talked about, I believe, um, you know, what was happiness for them. You know, because happiness for that person. 10, 20 years ago was uh, making money, being financially stable. And for this person now, it's about hope, you know, giving people hope. And you know, as long as there's hope, you always have a chance. And for myself, um, I can't say that uh, it's hope for me because I can't help other people until, I, I mean, you know, be correct, I can't fully help someone with the best of my abilities until I've rid of all my financial burdens, you know, because when you have financial burdens, you're always thinking about it, you're always stressed about it. Mm -hmm. And until I'm rid of that burden, I can't go 100%. You know, it would be great if I could start my school now, but I just can't. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm making an excuse, but I just can't. So uh, I, I think about those kind of things and say, okay, now that I know that, what do I need to do to achieve my goal? What can I do tomorrow that I can help me achieve my goal? So just reflect on that and ask that question. Okay. Repeat the question, please. What beliefs, behaviors, or habits have you picked up that has affected your life positively? It can be from this year, last year, or five years ago. Mm -hmm. I think during this whole pandemic, it was, you know, we had a lot of free time, you know, especially during the quarantine. So I think a habit I picked up was to be productive, you know, like every second of every minute, um, if I'm able to, to try to do something. So for my place, oh, my place is immaculate. It is so clean, guys. <laughs> 
even like now, like between my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I every day like I come home from work, you know, around get home around like four thirty five. You know, I spend an hour cooking or whatever, uh, eat dinner for thirty minutes. Now my bedtime is around nine ten, so I got this big gap of emptiness. So whether that's you know reading something or I like to watch something informative or I'm just cleaning the way, you know. I'm spending every minute trying to do something and not to just veg out. Right. So uh, hopefully that can I can continue that in my life. Um, but you know it's still hard, especially with social media, right? I think that's my enemy right now is picking up my phone to check the IG, check the gram, Facebook, and I think during the quarantine too, I told myself to try not to, you know, kind of separate yourself a little bit, focus on, um, focus on something that's more productive. For me, um, I, you know, I'm, we're all busy. We're all focusing on our own paths and all that. But, you know, throughout the past year, I felt like I've been able to stay connected with my family a lot more, my culture a lot more. You know, I mean, I have been just working constantly to the point where I wouldn't even call like my family to see how they're doing, my friends to see how they're doing. But this pandemic, you know, I don't know if I mean, I, being at home, it's like, it's quiet and, you know, my family doesn't live here. They're just a phone call away. So I've been communicating with them constantly and I've also just been learning a lot more about who I am, like my history, my family history. And funny thing is, I've also been, you know, taking Tagalog courses and, um, being, staying connected with my culture. So every time I talk to my dad, I only speak Tagalog. Um, he speaks Tagalog as well um, throughout the whole conversation. And yeah, I think our relationship with like, just me and my family has gotten a lot closer than it was pre-pandemic. Um, and you know, for all of my friends as well, you folks, you know, trying to reach out as much as I can and, you know, see how everybody's doing because it's definitely played a toll on our mental health as we like to refer back to a lot and, yeah, just being able to stay connected and, you know, <laughs> living and breathing the same thing. Can you, can you, um, bust out a little bit to go? So, yeah, I mean, kumusta, that's hello, and then, it's like, what is your name? I can ask you a question. Um, I usually tell my dad that um, whenever I'm busy because... Um, so that's basically, can I text you later? Um, and yeah, he tells me that too. And we just communicate back and forth. He asked me how my day was and I just say what, what I did. And yeah, it's a whole new... Um, whole new language for me, although I'm Filipino, it's, it's yeah. definitely something new to take on. I gotta say, from the last time I 
spoke to you about this. <laughs> you're Filipino or you got so good.
Um, but that's like every Christmas. I love it. Um, I guess something else. Um, I was in a situation before where I was very uncomfortable with a certain person. And it was a girl. And uh, I just had to get out. I was like, I can't be here right now. So um, I you know, texted my friend. I was like, dude, um, I need your help. I need to get out of here. And my friend came in clutch, drove all the way from Tamuki to um, Kailua just to pick me up and get me out of there. You know, and you know who you are. Challenge <laughs> <laughs> <Tell them> listen. <laughs> Thank you for that. And uh, I just, that's one of the things I like, I appreciate so much. Like people going out of their way to help you in need. And I love it. All right, let's go ahead and go into our recommendation of the week. Uh, remember, it could be a tip, a quote, a reflection, uh, anything that you want to put out this week. Okay. I'll go out. Mine is um, pretty simple, but you know, I love to quote, right? And I, I recently started my own garden <laughs> so that I can, you know, have some produce that I can just cut right there and use it in my own meals. Um, so yeah, I guess my recommendation is, you know, pick up some gardening and, <laughs> and you know, um, if you don't have any sort of like land to do that, you know, just, you can start, there's um, different DIY um, videos where you can create your own plots as well, which I I have as well. Is there any particular vegetables that like green onions, tomatoes, um, wine, like chili peppers. So if you guys need some, um, maybe in the next couple months, come see me. <laughs> any particular vegetables that you're thinking of that you want to start? Um, like zucchini. Mm-hmm. I love zucchini. And um, I'm also growing some really quite as well.
kind of appreciate it more and because um, you can tell like these people are going through some hardships but they still um, put on a smile and they're just happy to be alive and they're doing everything they can to live the best life they can live so that's my recommendation what was it called and what's the IG handle it's uh, special books by special kids both on YouTube and IG. Mm. It's a good one, trust me. And we'll definitely check it out. Thank you. Okay, my recommendation is Quilt. Um, and it's, it's been more, more of a reflection from like a couple weeks ago about anger. And the quote is, Hold on, holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at someone else. You are the one who gets burned. Mm-hmm. So um, we've talked about this so many times, you know, like things that have happened in the past, and just holding on to the anger. And I've just learned that over time, it's just if you keep holding on to it, like it says, like you're the only one that gets hurt. because you know, the other person isn't thinking about you at all. You're the only person thinking about them. You're the only one harboring all these. Uh, all these emotions, you know, negative emotions, and at the end of it all, like, you're the only one that gets affected. Mm-hmm. So, like, this quote for me, as I was reading it, and it made me think, you know, and reflect, it's like, it's right. It's not how you always hear about people talking about the only way to solve war and to solve all, all the issues is love, right? Yeah. And acceptance and respect and all that. And, you know, nowadays, people are always attacking one another. You know, people are always trying to find the differences. Yeah. You know, and that's not the way. It's kind of like just holding on to like hot coal and trying to throw it at each other. You're gonna, you're gonna get burned. Yeah. That's not the way. The more, the more as I age and mature, and uh, I see things around my environment about people just trying to get um, revenge, trying to one up another person. The more I see this quote always true. You know, instead of just forgiveness, which is incredibly difficult, forgiveness and just moving on and acceptance, you know, we focus on um, trying to get back at them. It's, it's never a good um, solution for anything, in my opinion, yeah. that I've seen through my whole life. You know, anytime I try to get revenge on somebody, um, it never ends well, especially for me. Especially for me. Even if I get and they get the revenge, That's I don't feel really yeah. I don't feel good at it at all. Yeah. You know, I wasted all that energy and time doing that when I could have just worked on improving myself. Yeah. So I love it. That's a good one. Oh, thank you. Um, any last words for our listeners or any last uh, plugs that you wanna put out there? Your social anything, your number. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy took it. Oh. I, that used to be my original one, but I deleted my IG and someone took it. So A L O H A D R E W W. It's private, by the way. It was definitely that. Just DM him.
yeah, we're super thankful that you made time to come here. And thank you guys for tuning in to another great episode of Staying Connected. Um, yeah, we just can't thank you enough um, for all of your support. And we really appreciate if you subscribe and comment, like us, send us all your messages. Let us know what you think about this episode. And follow us on social media. We're on all platforms. And listen to us wherever you go on Spotify. And until next week, we will catch you guys later. Stay healthy, stay connected, and see you guys.